RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Brendan Pascoe caught the nation's attention on the weekend when the mainstream media reported on his appearance at the Avondale Markets in Auckland. You might have seen the video. He was calling out Christopher Hipkins on the damage the government's COVID response has done for businesses and individuals. And you may remember even further back than that, Brendan Pascoe and Stephanie Cowie lost their business Lone Star New Lynn in central Auckland and their home and their home. Think about that. When Lone Star shut down their business, when they refused to comply with the government's rules for hospitality. Brendan and Stephanie join us here at Reality Check Radio right now. Hi, you two. Thanks for coming on. G'day, Paul. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. How are you doing at the moment? Oh, that's, that's a tricky question. Um, but we, we thought we'd dealt with everything uh, pretty well over the last period of time. And uh, actually, come the weekend, I had been out with Steve Oliver putting up billboards for he and Liz Gunn's campaign, uh, along with Steve. Steph gave me a call from um, from the Avondale Market. She was down promoting Liz with another, another lady with um, leaflets and so forth. And um, I got the phone call from Steph saying that the Chris Hipkins was there. And so I drove. I was, Chippy. I was leaving. New, Chippy, yeah. yeah. I was leaving New Lynn at the time. And uh, so I, I parked the car a little further down the road. I haven't been for a run for a while, Paul. And uh, I bolted down the road. Okay, and yeah. Ran and, ran and found Steph and uh, found, you know, Went, went and thought I'd be able to contain myself, but by the time I got there, I was that bloody angry. You know what? What we went through is just wrong. You know, to, to lose your home and your business because you didn't want to take an injection. I've had an adverse reaction from uh, from um, vaccination previously. Ended up with shingles and ended, ended up in bed for most of the six weeks of the first lockdown. And th- this came about from a mountain bike accident that I had a number of years ago. Uh, I broke a few ribs on the back, popped a kidney laceration to my, uh, to my liver and had my spleen taken out. So, of course, your spleen is your immune system. Yeah. And uh, so going into COVID at, uh, at the request of Steph and a few others and the doctor said it was a good idea that I must have my co- uh, have, have these uh, childhood vaccinations again. So, so sorry, your doctor done. insisted. Sorry, let's get this right. Your doctor yeah. insisted that you should take them. Yes, take, take, take. Even them though you'd lost your spleen. Yes, the whole idea of taking them was because I was a immune compromised. Oh, okay, so I see how the logic of their thinking. Have, yeah, yeah. To, to have these childhood vaccinations again. So, the, so I had all of those. I asked if there were going to be any other effects, and they said, "You mean side effects?" I said, "No, they're not side effects; they're direct effects." If if I take side these, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, there was a direct effect, and I ended up really, really sick with shingles. Right. And uh, went went to a couple of different naturopaths and things. Did a, um, a little bit of fasting, a health, a change of lifestyle, and so forth to clean myself, cleanse myself of these. So coming into uh, into COVID, there was no way I was going to try something. There was mRNA or graphene oxide, and I started looking into the doctors that had been struck off the, the medical lists and things. And what have these guys got to say about it? Or, you know, why, why wouldn't I take this on board? So, uh, 
Were you looking so for that, an exemption? Did you did you try and get an exemption? Did you even go there? No. Well, why should yeah. I? It should be my choice, and it should mm. be my. And and furthermore, Steph and I did not want to say to our staff that mm. you need to have an injection to work for us. You know, I I know that these these injections are. A fatal on people. We knew that. We were reading about this. It was, you know, if you go and buy a car and you do your homework on it, or you go and buy a house and you, and you, you get a builder's report and things, you consider the smart consumer. Why wouldn't you do the research? Well, they recall cars at the drop of a hat. Yes. <laughs> Don't they? <do. laughs> they haven't recalled the vaccination yet. No, what, no, not what, at all. What somebody's come out and said now is, uh, you know, it was never us. There was no coercion from us. So would Lone Star be feeling pretty nervous about now for terminating our franchise agreement? I'd hope so. Like they, they strip us away out of home and our business because apparently we brought the brand into disrepute. They demanded that we give proof of vaccination for all staff. Ourselves. Who, okay, I, where does the buck stop at Lone Star then? Who, who does it stop with? The six directors, in my opinion. Um, who are they? Directors. Are they New Zealanders? Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. They're based in Christchurch. Um, they are James Whelan, Lucy Whelan, Tim Whelan. Uh, they're All from Steve the same Ward. family, are they? Uh, yes. Yeah, a lot of them are. Um, yeah. And Steve Ward was married to one of them as well, but um, he's not now. And then there was uh, John Perry, and I'm missing one. And, and Paul Steiner was the COO, who was also a franchisee oh, at the time. Shane Housler, don't forget Oh, him. yes, Shane Housler, yes. Were any yes, of them so, sympathetic, or were they all like... No. Not at all. They, did, they, they wouldn't even talk to us. No. The day we were terminated, these guys, they, they allowed us to order... We didn't know what the 10 days was. We thought our 10 days was up. And by the way, going into that, in fact, we should let Steph start with a the backstory of us. Yeah, it was a to. really confusing time when they put those hospitality mandates on. For yeah. the first few days, that they uh, the, the, on the on the government website, it, I've I've printed it off. I've got the evidence, but the government was saying that it was an opt in opt out system. That if you had a fully vaccinated team, you could open up fully, and if you didn't, you could operate it click and collect. In other words, you could still run your business. So you could um, so have done we, click and collect. You could have done that. Yes. Yeah, right. absolutely. And we would have been, you know, it wasn't ideal, but it's, it, we were very much of the opinion that at some point, um, you know, the vaccinations, the hospitality mandate would come off. And so we just, we knew it was just timing. And so we were like, if we can just ride it through, we'll be okay. Hmm. Um, however, um, and I double checked that with Restaurant Association. They confirmed that. I also checked it with VFF. They confirmed the same thing. So we were quite confident, and and we ended up we were quite short staffed, short staffed at that point. So we decided we could probably help a number of unvaccinated people who'd lost their jobs. And so we put in a Facebook post on uh, Auckland's uh, No Discrimination Businesses page um, and got a huge response. Like it was ridiculous. We couldn't. Like a tsunami. Was it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, wow. And it was amazing. And we spent um, a, a full day talking to uh, so many people who had lost their jobs and their stories were heartbreaking. We couldn't believe it. So anyhow, so we picked up some, some, some new amazing people and we were like ready to go. Um, unfortunately, the Herald got hold of that piece and uh, plastered us across the front page. So the Herald are responsible for bringing this to the notice of yep. the of of the company or the people in Christchurch, so they, man, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So they did a real hit yep. job on you, right? 
Yes, I did. Um, so then we got the um, we ended up um, the I got a phone call from the board. Um, they were not happy with us, and they had yeah. asked that uh, we uh, explain ourselves, <laughs> like we were naughty school children. Um, yeah. And anyhow, so we went back and we said, "Well, look, this is what the website says," and they were not happy with that. They they were uh, pretty upset with us. They felt that we were. I mean, we were we were we were going to do what the government were trying to force us to do. We just we. We, we're in hospitality. We're not. We weren't going to discriminate against people. They were talking about vaccine passports, and it was just it was ridiculous. So, you know, we pushed back and said, "Well, no." And then, you know, through all of this, um, we ended up the wonderful uh, a friend. Or, uh, she became a friend. A woman reached out to us and put us in touch with the wonderful Liz Lambert, who explained to us about the Health and Safety Act and Section. Yes, I remember her talking at the time. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that gave us confidence that we were right, that we knew we, we, we knew that this would come back on employers at some point. And yeah. first of all, there was no way we were going to push this on our staff. Um, second of all, we knew that we'd end up being responsible if anybody got injured at some point. And this is what employers Because you would have made them do it, right? Yes, That's right. totally. That made us yeah. the PCBU. So we put that back on the Lone Star directors and said, by you enforcing this on us, you become our PCBUs. Do you understand what that means? And, of course, they got their fancy lawyer involved and they, you know, did their little thing and came back and but pretty much ignored all of that. And, uh, no, we're not forcing you. It's the government, the government making us do it. And then they went and phoned the minister. They actually phoned the Ministry of Health this directly and told on us. And so then we ended up with uh, snitches. Yeah. yeah snitches everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you got it. But as a result of this, we were the, the in the seven years we were with the Lone Star brand, we were the ninth store to close down. Mm. So that's how unethical these guys are in business. We okay. The so they, they, they had trouble closed. keeping the franchise, the franchisee relationships in good Health is that is I'd that what you're saying? Yes, I'd, I'd say yes to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Just just flicking, circling back, as they say, the Herald that that kind of started, um, you know, publicising yes. this. Who was the journalist? Oh, I, I, I can't answer that. Who was the editor? But, uh, Did you have any contact with them? No, Did they no, call no. you for any comment? Oh yes, of course. Of course, they called us. But I refuse to speak. To, I refuse to speak to anything mainstream uh, because a week or two earlier before termination they had is, is his name Leo Malloy from down in the Yeah Leo the, uh, from the from the viaduct yep Yeah yeah well he, he pretty much he, they did a whole page article on Leo and he pretty much felt uh, if you weren't vaccinated you should shouldn't have, you shouldn't have any rights I Yeah well he was uh, um, excluded uh, from I'm sure that's not aging not well for Leo parts, right yeah. now none of that is aging yeah. well for Leo okay I'm telling yeah. you that. So, we, so, so we figured uh, we, we figured. Uh, well, he's a vet, so he thinks he's an expert. He's he's a vet, trained vet, so that so he knows everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Anyway, whatever. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Right. So 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 we we, we that, that that just wasn't going to. I figured if that's what they were reporting uh, two weeks earlier, there was no way they were going to report ours with any fairness or from our point of view at all. Well, they so were hunting people down. It's fair to say, really, weren't they? Yes, yes. they were. It was yeah, kind we of sport, outing people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, so it looked like the thing was going to. So did you try and explore that click and collect before it all fell over? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did. And, and I mean, it, look, it got down to a point where the government basically turned around three or four days, no, five days after they announced that, you know, passport system. And, and on the website, it said you could opt in, opt out, which we had confirmed by two different organisations. They sneakily then changed it when they realised there was a big loophole in that there were loads of hospitality businesses who were all just going to continue on and click and collect. And that wasn't what they wanted. So at 11 o'clock on a Friday night, they they sneakily changed it and, and changed the website and uh, made it so that there was you had to be fully vaccinated. We couldn't even go into our own business. After even that, for click thought. and collect. Correct. Even for click and collect. Yeah. And there was this amazing big protest organised. And we were, by doing takeaways only, people turned up with deck chairs, with picnic tables, with blankets, and sat out the front of our restaurant. Okay. And we were the busiest Lone Star on that Sunday evening doing takeaways. People were waiting two hours for Fork experience. It was crazy. It was, it was so... Um, Surreal. We had so much support. It was incredible, but, the but, support. But just to put that into perspective, that was after Christmas. We're talking before Christmas. None of that happened. Before Christmas, um, we had to. We were basically forced to go into uh, stay at Click and Collect, bearing in mind the rest of Auckland came out of uh, full lockdown and all the other restaurants were able to open fully and trade with people dining in. Bearing in mind, get this, our break even every week on that business was 40K. Over click and collect, we were only doing six to eight k a week. Yeah, so you're going no down. Way. You're going down. Absolutely. So the only reason we survived with the lockdowns was because the government were topping us up. That's how we survived. And um, you know, when it came to December and they took all that away, you know, the rest of the country got subsidies when they dropped down a level. Auckland didn't. Auckland got punished hard. Uh, we we were allowed to reopen with no further assistance, and of course, without assistance at six and eight k a week, we we knew we already in the hole. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we knew that in, in December, we knew we were screwed, um, and we we did our best to to keep things going and to stay positive and to try and figure out. But we got to you know a few days into January, just after New Year's, and we looked at each other and went, "We're, we're buggered. We're this. gone. We're absolutely yeah. gone. We have nothing to lose." Bugger it! We're going to open. We're going to open in full, and we are going to let everybody in. Okay, so that's that's where you crossed the threshold, right there. Yep, we were screwed anyhow. Yeah. So what? what um, Lone Star had also given us a termination notice of three months to sell our business mm. because we had brought the brand into disrepute by um, advertising on a non-discriminatory page. It was mm. so embarrassing for Lone Star that we had done that. That, that we didn't want to discriminate, so they gave us three months. Uh, uh, how so how can they actually? Sorry to jump in, but how can they actually make that case? There's huh, no precedent exactly. for that. There's no. no. Uh, no I mean, that's agree. just a feeling they're going. That's all it is. It's a feeling. Yeah. Cowboys. Absolutely. You've Cowboys. got to actually show that you are in disrepute. Yeah. Paul, the other thing, <laughs> the 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 other thing about it was. Uh, at, at the last Lone Star Awards we went to, uh, Angus Rush was the COO at the time. He told us it was a toss-up between ourselves and Manukau for Franchisee of the Year. Ironically, we won the Beast Staunch Walk Tall Award for dealing with adversity out, out of the oh, stores because we'd been through floods and things. And, you can't uh, write the script of this. I know. <laughs> and we also got the got the award for the biggest turnaround in profitability for our region. That was so, yeah, 2019. Oh, one, one more. 
We got we got the awards for the best bar and uh, restaurant in Newland for a couple of years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the only restaurant in the whole of the Lone Star, Star brand when we flipped over to MPI, MPI. which go, instead of doing um, for a food audit. So instead of the council ones, we they put us under MPI as a brand, which was way more stringent. It was way harder. We're the only Lone Star restaurant that basically aced it two years in a row. No one else came close. Like so we ran such a there's nothing store. you can do. There's nothing you can do to impress in the face of this horrible thing that's happening. <laughs> the disrepute nothing. and everyone's falling over almost dead in the street just because of the thought of it, you'd think anyway. There was nothing you could do. Okay, so what was it like when the hammer fell? What happened there? Um it was terrible. It was oh. absolutely terrible. Um, the day we got the termination notice, I must admit my knees collapsed and I ended up on the ground. I think I cried. For a number of hours that day, because we honestly didn't think that they would do that to us. We really didn't. We it was terrible. And then we just had the big, biggest week we had ever had. Yeah, it was the, the people had spoken. The people had voted. We had people driving up from Waihee. I had these beautiful girls turn up from Waihee, and they, I was missing between three and five hundred phone calls a day of people trying to get in to support us. And Wow. These girls turn up from they, they turn up at the front door. They said, We've been trying to call you for the last three days, so we just thought we'd turn up. And I said, Okay, so where to from here? Um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't bring you in. We've got the, we've, the bars full of people. We we're, we're, we've got 270 <laughs> people booked for dinner tonight. Um, and they said, Oh, well, can we do some takeaways? I said, The restaurant can't keep up with what we're doing. I'm <laughs> really sorry. And they said, Oh, well, it was a nice drive up from Waihee. It was good to come for you. Oh, that's nice. And uh, I, so I said to them, you've just driven up from Waihee. And they said, yes. I said, you are having the next table that is available. I'll go talk to the next people. And so just we, we, we made, I made a decision that night that every single person that turned up was going to get fed. Mm. The very last table that we served was actually Brian Tamaki's team. They had just got oh, Brian okay. out of jail. So oh, these my. wonderful people, that was the very last table we ever served. Yeah. Oh, and, dear. Um, my, my mate, Owen Sinclair, from, um, he, he was stepped in and was my head chef for the night to help out. It was about 10 o'clock at night. I said, can yeah. we do another table? He said, bring him on in, mate. This could be the last one. And right. the Tamaki team come in and they uh, what wonderful sunk. people they were. They were so supportive of us. They brought yeah. so supportive. Um, they wrapped they wrapped us up in love that night and they got up in the end and they sang Stand by Me and then they did a hacker and that's how we that's how our restaurant closed. And it was really emotional. It was amazing. What so what we a were, contrast. Yeah, what yeah. a contrast. Yeah. Yeah. To what you were dealing with. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, we had all sorts of people from the freedom community. Liel, Liz Gunn, Lingo Louie, Karina from Truth Bombs, you know, Calvin, Calvin and Hannah from Countersman, Brian and Hannah, Billy Tikahika, Brad Flutie gave us a call, you know, Voices for Freedom, all, all these people. We had no idea that, that what we were doing when we started out on this journey no. of pushing back no. was going to have such an impact, you know, and truthfully, when I saw Brian, stand up um, in, in the Auckland domain when I went to one of the protests. I was there. That, that, gave, that gave me so much inspiration. Hey, this guy's right. If he can do it, I can do it. Then, then you know, I hear about Steve Oliver doing it. Right. We're, we're not bowing down to this bullshit. It's wrong. These mandates can't last forever. In fact, that was one thing that I said to Paul Steiner when he was up um, at the restaurant. See, Paul, this isn't going to go on forever. Lone Star is supposedly one of New Zealand's most trusted brands. How about we lead New Zealand 
out of out of these mandates. If we all stand up as a brand together and we rise together on this, the mandates will be over because everyone else will jump on board with it. You know, we, we had the law changed in three days when we weren't allowed into our restaurant. Mm. Um, the Restaurant Association got that flipped at 8.30 on a Friday night. They told us we were now allowed to go into our restaurant while we were doing click and click. And that was off so, the back of what had happened to us. But I tell you, Restaurant Association were amazing. They helped us out so much through that process. Honestly, they were they were fantastic. So yeah, I said to Stein... Is that, that Marissa Boudoir and those... Yes, people. yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they the, they went into battle for here. us, and they okay. got the law changed in three days. Like they were amazing. Wow. So we, we, I suggested to Paul that we can do this. We can do this as a brand. I'll tell you what, it's it's only going to be a matter of time. Yeah, because there was there was no downside days. in the end, right? There was no actually no. no downside. So they got spooked and they jumped early, like sort of the horses were scared, right? Yeah. I would suggest that um, the government probably lent on Lone Star and gave them a significant payout to silence the people at New Lynn, get them gone, do whatever you have to do. Oh, okay. Or I would suggest that they would have taken a significant backhander from the government. Are you um, saying to, that because you us... notice something that's not right in the behaviour or the or the way that they well, were yeah, kind yeah, of why, acting? Why, didn't... Why, why else would you do that? Why would you terminate a franchise? Well, a lot of people got scared and did irrational things, though. I mean, mm. didn't they? Um, yeah. yeah. I'm of a slightly different opinion. I think that they did get leaned on. I don't think they got paid, but I think they got they, – I mean, they dropped themselves in it. They phoned the ministry and told on us and then got WorkSafe involved, which resulted in fines and all of that, that bullshit. By the way, the fines came to nothing. I mean, we got the notice. We never had a follow-up, nothing. That just, poof, disappeared. Yeah, it was, it was all a bluff. Why? Because they were unlawful, exactly. Yeah, it was there a were, There were two other franchisees in the brand that felt exactly the same as us, and we asked them for their support, but we were the ones that were thrown to the walls. Yeah. They made an example of us, and they flew under the radar, and, and they still have their businesses today. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's just so unfair. It's, it's okay, wrong. so, so that's wrong. well and truly over for you guys. That's done. It's not coming yeah. back. And and and, no. and uh, is there? Uh, I mean, are you fighting it? Is there something going on? You know, legally. Oh, um, well, you know what? We're of the opinion that it's all about the timing. That's the timing hasn't been right. But no, we we uh, we will go for them absolutely. We haven't given up. If they think we're going away quietly with our tail between our legs, they have got another thing coming. What's going on now with with Chippy coming out saying, "Hey, it was it wasn't us. It wasn't us." Mm-hmm. Where does that leave Lone Star? They took our home and our business away for us because we we didn't want to take an injection. Um, yeah. The so you lost your home. What are the circumstances? Was that just debt? Yeah. yeah, because the business was laced to the house. I was, I was, I was okay. yeah, yeah, so so we couldn't keep. No. Yeah, so who got the house? <laughs> who got the money from the house? <laughs> well, mostly the bank, but um, right. yeah, mostly the bank because we 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 with that last six days of trade, we did so well. We took that much. We'd never done that yeah, amount of money in that, <laughs> that time, but it enabled us to pay all our staff out in full and all our supplies, so no one missed out. Um, because of what we'd done. And that was important to us to, to be able to stand in honour and make sure that nobody missed out on being paid because of our actions, and we did. So we're quite proud of that. Okay. Yeah. That was that was important to us. Really yeah, well, so, you, so you, your conscience, both of it's your consciences yes. are intact. Yeah. And, also, and we're also clear that none of our – I actually told my staff not to bother getting this injection to do some real serious research on it before you go getting it. Because it's not what you think it is. No. Um, so 
to, I tried to discourage it, um, saying that somehow I would find a way to keep you employed. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't able to keep you employed. Do you, do you know if the, the people who owned, you know, people in Christchurch, were they all vaxxed up? Did you know yep. if they were? They were. Yes. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if all the directors were because there's a couple of health conscious directors in there. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they were or they weren't. Mm. I'd be 50-50 on them. Okay. All right. So so let's get to the weekend just gone. You're in the area anyway. You get the heads up from Stephanie that um, at the Avondale market, Chrissy Hipkiss, as um, Lindsay Perigo calls him, um, was at the market. Um, and so you thought, okay, here's an opportunity. I've looked at the video and to me, I'm second guessing, but to me, it seemed like you were sort of a mixture of exasperated and and pent up, I don't know, aggro or whatever. Uh, but you you kind of checked yourself because even though you wanted to make a point, it wasn't kind of the the place to go over the top. That's the feeling I got from watching watching you. Is that an accurate way of describing it? Yeah, I, I, it was a very emotionally charged time i thought i thought we'd dealt with all of this and i thought it was going to i didn't realize i was going to react the way i did well he ruined your um, business okay let's be clear exactly. he personally <laughs> ruined your business that's yeah, right and he that's right. is the reason you lost your freaking house yeah exactly yeah. that was for, everything we worked for when brendan and i got together we had no Little. we had no money at all we would we were broken asses and we Begged and borrowed off friends and family for enough money to to basically get into a business, and we built everything from scratch, like everything we had. So, yeah, this government literally took everything oh, away. But he was we the minister lived. of it. Yes. So look, it was it was awful. It was just awful, and the fact that he just carried on talking as if I wasn't even there it was horrible. But what, what was worse is he chose oh, so how a, far? Because uh, we don't see him in the picture. How far away? No, from... he was only a couple of meters away from me. But okay. He, but he was, he was so well sheltered. He was so well sheltered. Well, by a security. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, by um, security and police. And he had a posse around him of, of supporters with, you know, red uh, Labour T-shirts the on. drones. Weren't, yeah, yeah. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the markets, to, to give you an idea, the, the market he chose is uh, – very ethnic. Uh, very, 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 a lot of different immigrants than that, and they're lovely people. But there, there was no, would I say, middle New Zealand or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was just there scamming votes. Like he's just, he's just screwed the country for the last number of years and throwing his face up at election time trying to get a vote. It's just, it's, everything about this is just so wrong. Mm. You know, and New Zealand needs to get a backbone and we need to stop this. How, why why do you think we lost our backbone? I ask everybody this because the timidity and the you know the pushover kind of nature of the average Kiwi to me as a Kiwi very disappointing, very disappointing. Yes. But Absolutely. Um, I ask everybody who, who you know we chat to about this kind of thing. Where did the, uh, okay, where did the mojo go? Can, can you explain that? Can any of us explain where the mojo went? I think where the mojo went is everyone's been taxed to high heaven. That everyone's just busy trying to keep their head down and their ass up, trying to try to make ends meet. And when when you are so stressed, just trying to survive alone, that's all you want to do is survive. Um, 
it's a luxury to do research and to sit down when you know you've got your kids and you've got your the husband and the wife are both working long hours and then driving yeah. in traffic and you know people just don't have the time to do this and this is what we hear all the time well we don't have the time we don't i'm too busy too busy 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 busy, busy. yeah I know. I, uh, i've had friends say to me that i've had a couple of my mates say to me well if you, if you don't take the vaccination you deserve everything you get mm. yeah i've had people say that to me and, and no, i see that, that all the so, time i see that all the time yeah, yeah. so you, you lose your home you lose your business deserved it because you didn't have it. Well, it's interesting because some of the the comments I've seen regarding Hipkins' comments over the weekend to the media, um, you know, where people have uh, sort of expressed their thoughts, quite a few people say, well, it was the law. It was the law. You know, if the law was you've got to walk off the cliff, would you do it? I mean, that's how some people think. Okay, it, do you it, think it you'll get any back. justice? Do you think you'll get any justice? Yes, you bet. We do. Well, we, we've had a, there's <laughs> another documentary coming out uh, following. Uh, what, what, hey, what, what's been so cool? What has been so amazing is the last couple uh, couple of nights. Uh, Billy Tika Hicker's film River of Lies. Amazing documentary. I encourage every Kiwi, they must, must, must watch it. It's one River of the best, of lies, best of doc- yep. Yes, River of Lies. Billy Tigger, mate. He, he knocked it out of the park. Um, so I, justice coming, definitely. And then last night we were uh, we went along to River of Freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was so raw. I'd, I'd, we lost the restaurant only a few days before the um, – the protest kicked mm. off, so we I, I got down there to that, and I was only down there for a few days because Steph had her 50th birthday on February the 9th, so it was a pretty shitty 50th, losing your business, mm. being in a protest and all that sort of thing. You were part of history, but, though. Uh, <coughs> Beg your pardon? You were part of history. <laughs> Even if you were there for a day, you were part of history. Yeah. Oh, it was so. amazing. So to see, to see the River of Freedom last night, Boy, in fact, both, both nights, so there are a few tears over the last few nights. But, mm. So is there going to be justice? Yes. Oh, yes. We, and, and, and after River of Freedom, I bumped into a man who I know, and uh, he's also putting a documentary together, and he would love to uh, – he's got a legal team behind him, and he would like us to come and have a chat. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah. we, we are going to take this further, Absolutely. and we, we're going to – and they want to use Lone Star as an example of what they, what has been done. Uh, for this documentary, mm. so okay. uh, I think we're going to get some pretty heavy hitters in our corner, and, and Lone Star have got it coming to them. You can't, yeah, you can't no. just ruin people's life like that, especially now that the government's bowed out, saying, "Hey, it had nothing to do with us, mate. It was, it was, it was your employer." Yeah, yeah so, who's holding the baby? It's Lone Star now. Yeah. So All right. Well, what, for us. what a what a story, and thank you for for telling us about what you've been through. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's just another part of the picture. I think plenty of people are aware that this had happened to you, but to hear kind of the detail and, and hear it laid out in the, on the timeline, it's been really interesting. So all the best. Thank you for coming you. on, Brendan and Stephanie. And who Thank knows? Thank you so much, Paul. One day you might be able to come into your restaurant, sit down, have a nice meal. No more restaurants, about those, mate. We've got new ideas. Talk about those. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Talk about those crazy times. Yeah. Indeed. Thanks so much for your time, Paul. Greatly appreciate yes, it. Hey, okay. oh, one more thing. Yeah. Thank you to all of New Zealand who supported us. Yes. The, the, the outpour of support from the freedom community, from everyday people, we must say thank you so much. It, when we thought we, when we weren't sure whether we were doing the right thing or not, the support, is the emails, the texts, the phone calls yeah. and things, uh, the people I didn't get back to. 
Thank you. Thank you very much for your support, guys. It's yeah, it so, so, so grateful. Us. So very grateful. Um, jumping behind Liz Gunn and uh, Steve Oliver, New Zealand Loyal, and let, let's get things changed. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on RCR. Thank Thanks, you. Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.